That, that, that's ludicrous. That, that's a, a temptation of the devil to try to say, oh yeah, you can live what you want to now. And then after you die, you can, you know, change, say, well, I'd rather have God. Doesn't work that way. That would be unrighteous. That would be unjust. Hello everybody, Dan Boone here with Church of Tomorrow in Oklahoma City, and it's let's talk about it tomorrow. So glad you're with us for about these next 15 minutes. I've got some uh, things I really want to be pertinent with today and get right to it. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yes, eat, drink, and be merry. Well, what does that mean? You know what it means. It means to, to be frivolous in our activities and just enjoy whatever we want to do and don't worry about tomorrow. Well, um, you know, that may work for today, but it doesn't work for tomorrow. We've just had a national election here in America. Yes, people went to the polls yesterday and they voted what they wanted. And I hear all kinds of comments from people saying all kinds of different things. I mean, some of them pretty good and some of them like pretty stupid, you know. <laughs> uh, let me just be kind of honest with you today, open front. Okay, can I? Can I do that? I'm going to do it anyway, so I appreciate your permission to do it. This is different than church Sunday morning service, by the way. I don't exactly cover the same topics in the same manner here. And so if you listen to our podcast, you'll know that we kind of get a little more open and a little more mm, down into it, okay? Election yesterday, people say, oh, yeah, well, that was great, that was bad, that was indifferent. I have all kinds of comments. Uh, I hear a lot of Christians say, well, you know, uh, God uh, raises people up for those offices and wh whoever he wants goes into that office. Uh, I have one idea to, or one thought to say about that. It's a bunch of bunk, okay, moving right along. Uh, other people would say, well, you know, it was this person's fault or that person's fault or that party's fault. Uh, hey, look, voting is a reflection of the hearts of the people of the country. That's what it is. King Saul was a perfect example of that in the Bible. The people wanted a king. God said, wait. God said, no, not now. And they wanted a king, they wanted a king, they wanted a king, and God said, okay, well, I'll give you a king. And what did they have? Misery. Yeah. Till the, the chosen one, David, could come along and set things right. And that's the same thing that happens today. It's a reflection of the hearts of the people. I want to give you a good example. Of course, we're here in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is very conservative state. Uh, it's kind of the belt of the Bible bucket. Bucket. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that in the Bible belt. Maybe it is the Bible bucket. I mean, come on. <laughs> we'll find out anyway. He'll probably cut that one out. So anyway, may not. Um, Oklahoma has one of the most stringent anti-abortion bills in the country. Okay. North of us is the state of Kansas. Kansas just recently had a voter referendum on abortion. And it was about, memory serves me, about 60-40. It was a pretty good spread on it in favor of abortion. So you've got two, if you would, border states that have different viewpoints. The governor's race here in Oklahoma, that was one of the top issues. 
And Governor Stead, who was the one that signed the anti-abortion bill into law, of course, the legislature, first of all, passed it. So you can't say it was the governor. He just promised to do whatever they did that was pro-life. Uh, the, the opponent in the governor's race was running for abortion, said she'd turn it all around. Well, most people recognize the fact that she couldn't do it. She may have influence, but she couldn't do it. The legislator actually makes the laws, Joy. So uh, anyway, that's a, what the legislature had done in Oklahoma is, is also voted according to the desire of their constituents. Kansas did the same thing, but it's exactly the opposite. Now, how does that happen? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I, uh, I have a lot of thoughts and questions, and maybe you have some. If you don't have some, then you should, because this is something that we need to consider. Here's where I'm getting. The topic of abortion, how did that affect the elections? If it wasn't even on the table, what would the results have been? And I would say, my opinion only, not science behind this, not a bunch of uh, polling or anything behind it, but I would say it affected it pretty well. I think it, it pulls some people up and it lets some others slide back down. And that's the reason that I'm saying that this country wants to eat, drink, and be merry. They want to eat the spoils of somebody else's labor. They like free stuff, free stuff. Everybody likes free stuff. But is it sensible? Is it really free or is it robbing Peter to pay Paul, sticking your hand in my pocket so you can have money or vice versa? That's what I'm talking about. Eat, drink, and be merry. We want what feels good, tastes good, doesn't take a lot of pressure, doesn't take a lot of sweat, doesn't take a lot of thinking, doesn't take a lot of stewardship or planning. Uh, it has no future to that. Uh, not even about next week or next month. Those things are not even thought of so, many, so much of the time with people. It's like, what feels good today? Oh, well, give me another beer. Give me another you know, hit on the weed or something. And there's a lot of people that don't use either one of those products that still fall into that same trap. It may be sexual immorality. It may be having sex outside of the covenant of marriage and then somebody gets pregnant, oh, that's not convenient. Let's kill the kid. And that's what happens. Now, that's as selfish as anything I know of. And you say, well, you're being judgmental. you damn right I am. I'm being judgmental because the Bible tells me to judge righteousness, judge with righteous judgment. Jesus was very clear about that. I'm telling you the truth. It's not because I don't have compassion for your situation. I promise you I do. I feel for you. I feel for that woman who aborted her child. I would like to pray with her to help her pass the struggles that she may be in because of that. Our church loves people and we want to help them. Just because I don't agree with what you did, I don't agree with what I did in the past. <laughs> How do you like that one? Okay. I was a jerk. I was lost. And I've done things as a Christian that I wish I wouldn't have done. Okay, so I'm not going to judge you for being a sinner, and I'm not. I'm saying that as I was told, that my sins were sins, and it helped me see that sin was sin. And when I saw that sin was sin and had no future except death, I no longer wanted sin. 
I wanted to be free from that. And when I came to Jesus and gave him my life and everything that I owned, everything I had, everything I could, then I started living on the other side of this righteousness border and I saw that it was good for me. Now, sometimes I got kind of close to getting back to that border or maybe even stepped over the line sometime in my acts. But never did I step out of the kingdom of God because Jesus had me. Jesus has me now and he keeps me. I am his. I'm his beloved, the Bible says. And so are you. And to be able to catch the manifestations and benefits of that, you need to be born again. You need to repent of the situations that you've done before. See it as he sees it. See the fact that the the creator of this universe loves you more than you can ever love yourself, more than your parents can ever love you, your children can ever love you, your next door neighbor can ever love you. It's not even close that Jesus loves you. He proved it by going to the cross. And he proved that everything he said was true through his resurrection. So why should I eat, drink, and be merry when it's a bunch of bunk? Why should I eat, drink, and be merry when it has no thought for tomorrow? Why should I eat, drink, and be merry when it's a life of death. I drink death when I eat, drink, and be merry. Now, I can be joyful, and I can be peaceful, and I can walk in patience and love and all the fruit of the Spirit, and it's real. It's so much more real than a phony drug or a phony uh, activity that I could be involved in that lasts just as long as that activity lasts. It has no tomorrow. How about the frivolous spending that we do in this country. I have great-grandchildren. I don't want to curse them with uh, the fact that our nation and the track it's going on will have a larger interest payment than it will income. Do you realize we're that close to doing that? In other words, it's like an individual making, say, $3,000 a month and they have enough debt that it takes $3,500 a month to cover their debt. Uh, last time I checked, uh, no utilities, no food, no clothing, no house. I mean, you know, you can't do that. And that's the, the thing that we're working on right now. We're really trying hard to get there. And through this last election, I don't know how it's going to work out. It's not totally manifested yet in the voting and it and all turned in. But if we don't have some safeguards in there, we'll just spend another $5 trillion and it's like it's popcorn in, in the middle of the movie theater and there's a really exciting part and we go, whoa, that was, oh, popcorn's everywhere. Yeah, time you think about it, it's too late, it's already done. People will consume it. I care about you. Church of Tomorrow cares about you. There are many Christians, churches, pastors and, and people who are Christians. They're not in ministry per se, Yes, they have a ministry of reconciliation, but what I mean, they're, they're not full-time ministry. They may uh, you know, be, build buildings. They may uh, cut hair. They may teach uh, children in a class. They're Christians, and they care too. And they're all around you. Maybe you don't know it yet. Maybe they haven't let their light shine quite enough. But I'm here to tell you there's a lot of Christians in this country. Not enough. If you're not included, it's not enough. We want to include you. Jesus said that he would have a new name for you in heaven. He would say that if once you're born again, you go into the Lamb's book of life that lasts forever. It's called life eternal. It's the fruit of life abundant. That's what we need so desperately. 
Everybody needs Jesus. They just don't know it. So in order to receive Jesus, so you have to walk out of yourself, okay, to walk into the things of God. You have to be able to come to reality with yourself and realize where you really are, not just in the light of Saturday or Sunday or Monday or whatever the day of the week is, not just in the light of November, December or January, whatever the time of the year it is. You must come in the light of eternity, eternal life. Nobody actually literally dies, okay? We just are separated from our body for a short period of time. We live in eternity. There's only two places in eternity. One of them is full of life, one of them is full of death. You get to choose in this life. There's no choosing afterwards. That, that, that's ludicrous. That, that's a, a temptation of the devil to try to say, oh yeah, you can live what you want to now, and then after you die, you can you know, change, say, well, I'd rather have God. Doesn't work that way. That would be unrighteous. That would be unjust. So no matter if you're 12 years of age or 112, as long as you're still in this life, you can make a decision. And God will honor that. God will honor that even if it's the last minute. But if you want to wait to the last minute, that shows that you're not really believing in it anyway. You're believing in yourself. I heard somebody a while ago on the radio say something about, you know, I just got to do this myself. And you know something? I do it with Jesus, whatever it is. He carries me. He gives me wisdom. He gives me the, the fruit of righteous living. And when I make mistakes, he wipes my slate clean, starts all over again. Hallelujah. That's too good to be true, except it's true. <laughs> except for the resurrection that proves that it's true. It's too good to be true, but it's not untrue. It is true. It's not a politician talking here. It's the creator of the universe. It's the God who was, is, and forevermore shall be. It's the one that I want to spend eternity with. This world needs help. And as long as we have our backs to Jesus, as long as we are trying to run away from God and do it our way, we're not only outside of eternal life as far as living with God goes, we're, we're still going to be in eternal life even if it's in hell. We are walking with God after we're born again and the fruits of righteousness will be revealed in our hearts and in our lives. This life is better than anything I could have ever thought of before. And you know, I, I came to the place many years ago, even if it wasn't eternal, if it's just for this life and this earth, I'd still do the same thing because it's so much better. I have the strength of God because He lives in me. That's not because I'm such a hot rod or anything. It's just because I yielded I humbled myself before Him, the Creator who knows it all, the Creator who's all-powerful, the Creator who's all-present, the Creator saying, hey, come here, son, I want to talk to you. Wow. And as you see, I'm not exactly a, a kid. <laughs> a few years older than that now. And gladly that those few years, those last ones, the last 37 years, 38 years, have been with Jesus. Because there are million times better than the first 36 years were. Yeah, it can be for you too. No matter how old you are, no matter what you've done or haven't done, somebody may say, well, you don't know what I've done. I want to tell you right now, 
doesn't make any difference because you don't know how Jesus is dying. You don't know what Jesus went to at the cross three days in the tomb and being raised from the dead did for all of us. Would you come to him today? Thank you so much. I want to pray for you for the reality to come meet Jesus. And I want to invite you to join us at Church of Tomorrow, 6800 North Bryant, Oklahoma City, 73121. I want to invite you to come see us. I, and I, if you're not close to here, you're, you know, you're way or in another state or another country, that's okay. There's Christians there that love and care for you too. Write us, make a comment, uh, like us, subscribe. You know the drill. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, to come into the lives of the people that are hearing this right now. Convict them of where they are. Show them and show them how much you love them through Jesus Christ. God, I ask you to place your hands upon them, drawing to yourself. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. That's the truth. I thank you, Lord God, that they bring humility to themselves, that they change their thinking, that they grasp the reality of lifelong, eternal life, one place or the other, and they yield to you, the loving, caring Father who wants to adopt them into the kingdom. We receive your truth. We receive your, the drawing of you, taking each one of these people hand by hand and bringing them to yourself. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next time. Let's talk about it tomorrow, okay?